going on everybody welcome back to another episode of denim radio this is episode zero two four i'm josh over there we got ty and welcome back to this shit show we call denim radio how you doing man doing great doing great how are you doing josh it's uh, i can't wait to get into it today was <laughs> just uh it's gonna be a great day great day so shout out to our friends over at pirates press for uh parlaying this interview yeah um i guess I, i'm getting ahead of myself I'm getting ahead of myself we got stuff to talk about with the label quickly um our good friends at three sergio those handsome young gentlemen just dropped a new song last uh friday called love song and yeah it's a pretty good tune um we're not too far at all from the uh the full-on release known as the nail in the coffee that will be dropping in its entirety not too far away at all, like a week from the day that we released this episode. So yeah, hopefully you guys are following them on all socials. Um, make sure you're following them on, on your uh, streaming platform of choice and make sure you pick up the album because it's going to be Free available. Sergio. Free Such Sergio. a good band. It's going to be Such on, a good uh, band. It's going to be on wax. We're just sorting out the logistics, but we're going to place that order soon. So yes, anything anything new for you there, bud? No, not too much new. Just uh, been looking forward to this episode of the show, and uh, can't wait to see what we get into here. Hell yeah! I guess I should uh, throw out one little more little tidbit from the high end denim world. Um, as you know, we like to bring over stuff from across the pond. So pre orders are now live from the old Chase and the Upshot split that we're uh we're a part of so yeah it's a beautiful beautiful pink wax and if you live in canada we are the people you want to hit up if you live in america you want to hit up our friends at punk rock radar and if you're over in england good old cat's claw and if you're in finland fast decade and there's a few more oh there's one more but i can't read it the it's too oh bearded punk i think is that bearded punk Let's say it's beautiful. It might not be, but either way, there's a whole bunch of us that are uh, selling this record. So hopefully you guys want to grab a coffee because we're going to be getting it pretty quick. Yeah, I think that's that's all the housekeeping I got for uh, for high end denim news. Um, world news. We're not going to get into it because uh, let's be honest, it was a girthy, girthy episode. We uh, who do we talk ta- to today? We talked to David Tejas, uh, singer. Man about town. Uh, let's uh, let's hear it. Let's get into it. Well, we're not going to get into it quite yet. You know how the show goes. We got to hear some music. 
Okay, let's hear some tunes. So yeah, David, if you're if you're unfamiliar with him, um, he is. So for years and years, he fronted the Crumbums, and then he got the call to uh, hop into the driver's seat of the Casualties as their lead singer. And you can also catch him singing in a band called Starving Wolves, which is. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't want to choose favorites while we were chatting with him, but I think that might be my favorite of his three projects. I'm, re- I'm really Ow. digging, really digging what they got going on. They're all good, of course. I mean, Casualties' resume speaks for themselves, but but uh, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really digging that that album. And there's a new one on the horizon, so we'll we'll get into that a little bit in the interview, amongst other things. So, um, but yeah, let's uh, split a couple tracks and jump into it because yeah, he. Uh, he jokingly calls himself a man of few words, but you will see soon find out that that may not be the case. And I also probably put my foot in my mouth at least. I counted twice, but may, I don't know. Make it a drinking game. How many times did Josh put his foot in his mouth in this episode? Oh, you guys, I was beside myself with joy. It was amazing to watch him. I'm, sh- I'm sure. It was watch, it, watch him do that. But all's well that ends well. And we had a great talk. But, but you know what? I'm. Um, you know what? I have all the fucking editing power. I'm pretty much God of this podcast. I could get rid of it if I wanted to, but I'm not, I'm going to let everybody make fun of myself. So stick around. If you want to, if you're a Josh hater and you want to see me just look like a tool, I'm going to deliver the goods. I'm going to deliver the goods. So we got, uh, we got a couple tunes here. So who do you want to hear? Oh, uh, here, let let me hear a love song by free Sergio, please. Uh, since we already alluded to it, it makes a lot of sense to check it out. And like we said, pre pre save that new album because it's gonna be out in a jiffy. All right, so yeah, here's a here's a band that kind of approached me, sent me some tunes. Um, they're called Slip, or S L I P. Take away the knot. They're just straight up Slip. Um, they're a punk rock band from France. Um, I uh yeah stumbled upon this track. It's called The Next Step. I don't know a ton about this band. If everywhere you look up, there's not a lot of they don't they don't take the time to fill out the bio. So so I'm learning with along with you guys. But uh, yeah, I really I really dig dug the song. So I was happy to uh, tell them I would play it on the podcast as well. It's on our playlist. So if you don't if you're not following that, make sure you go to Punk Rock Radness. And if you're if you're a band that wants to be featured on this podcast or on the playlist, make sure you drop us a line, Denim Radio Podcast at gmail.com. Or go to www. Did I do too many W's? www.highenddenimrecords.com. And you know, just just waltz around, see what you can get into. But yeah. So this song is called The Next Step by Slip. And it was off of their recent record that came out last year called Bigger Than Small. All right, man. You ready to hop in this interview or what? Let's get after it. All right. So we're going to listen to Free Sergio and Slip. Check it out.
Hey, this is Kay Lush from The Real Mackenzie's Daggermouth and Rest Easy, and you're listening to Denim Radio. What's the fun in your challenge? A wolf in the night took a winning the beast. One that did us in your program stop. Now he's up and by, and we love how you wire. My name's Tane. I play in a band called Tightwire from Minneapolis, Minnesota, United States. Um, you're listening to Denim Radio. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Denim Radio. I'm Josh. Over there, we got Ty the guy. And we are very, very stoked to welcome from all the way down somewhere in Texas, I'm sure he'll tell you. Got- Austin, Texas, man. We're down here in Austin. Austin, Texas. We got the front man of it's way too many bands. We got the Crumb Bums. We got... Starving Wolves, we've got the casualties. We got David. Chaos? David that's 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 Espanol for Texas. Woo! That's what he said. Welcome. He Welcome, said. David. We we speak French right. up here, so we don't understand Spanish, but we're working on it. Uh, we're working on it. We 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 I don't understand bon. French either. C'est bon, c'est bon. Parlez-vous français? Un petit no, peu. wait, no parlez-vous, no parlez-vous français. <laughs> Uh, me neither. 
<laughs> How you doing, bud? <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm, Happy to have you. I'm I'm doing good, but I gotta tell you, um, a friend of mine posted a picture at a place and it said smoked meats and poutine. And that's what I'm thinking about. When <laughs> I talk to you guys, I'm thinking about poutine right now. David, I ate poutine for lunch yesterday, no lie. Uh, so you're not that far off, honestly. Well, you know what I ate for dinner? A burrito. So we're, <laughs> we're staying true to our national cultural identities. Imagine how fire the cookout would be if we ever got together. Oh, God. Yeah, we could do some like some like really nice like stewed Mexican meat with like what I'm thinking is some nice roasted uh, jalapenos and roasted garlic uh, kind of chopped up on top of that gravy. Now, wait, let me tell you, let me tell you guys something. So I am of mixed blood and of two different cultural identities. My mother's side is from Oklahoma and her family were like moonshiners. My dad's side is all from Mexico. So in Texas, a lot of times we have this mix of like, I don't know what you call it, like white food, you know, like cornbread and the, as, as, you know, cliche white food, you know, chicken and roast and stuff. And then you have tons of Mexican food. So at my house, I make a lot of this kind of mixed up food because I just grew up with it. So that's what we would make. We would make this amazing roast beef, but with like, like barilla, like Mexican style meat on top of those French fries with the curd cheese, roasted garlic and jalapenos with cilantro and chives on top. Oh my win. God. I, I have a Let's friend that has a punk we've restaurant. Already given, We're putting already, that on the menu. That sounds delicious. I think we can, I think we can end the whole podcast now. We won. It's over. <laughs> you know, there's actually a, a poutinery in my town. Do you guys have one, Ty? Uh, yeah, well, there's one right here where I live. Yeah, a poutine shop. Yeah. I feel bad because I've never been there, but I do like it. I like that that you have a name for it called a poutinery. <laughs> I don't know. If, I think that's what it's called. Have you heard that? I, I'm going <laughs> to call it a poutinery. Next time I'm out, I'm going to be like... Does anybody know where the closest poutinery is? <laughs> it it know. makes it sound really classy, like it's a nice joint, but it is actually the kind of place where they have to sweep the eyeballs off the floor at the end of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah, of, of course, of 100%. course. But I like when I was first coming into Canada, I remember this was like 20 years ago, and it was before food trucks were real popular. You know, it was kind of like people that had no like chance to open up a restaurant you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh but they're like fuck it let's let's just do this out of a truck there were these couple of like great places where they're cutting the fries right there they're frying them and you would and again like 20 fuck 22 years ago if you were going to like a food truck it was kind of like wow it was it was either frowned upon by like nerds or people like me were like oh my god 
yeah, I want to eat out of this fucking truck. And I remember these guys, like French dudes, you know, Canadian, French Canadians, cutting these fries and like cracking up. You know, back then it wasn't as normal to see like mohawks and punks. So they would be like laughing and speaking in French to us. And we were, I had no clue what poutine was in that. We were like, oh my God, like back then just drunk as fuck. And just remembering that squeaky ass cheese, like you take a bite, like, you know, they would let us try it before it's nice and all melted and it'd be like, the cheese was great. That's the good stuff. That was that when, were you in Canada to play music at that time? Yeah, 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 with with Crumb Bums. Crumb Bums, nice. I remember like, one of the places it had sriracha and we like i just like doused this poutine with sriracha and it was it was like i could i took the bite and i could hear like um dayglow abortions in my head just like (laughs) serenade that's a weird that's a weird combo yeah Dun dun, yeah, fetus, <laughs> fetus a fetus. You know that cover, fetus a fetus. It yes. should be the president just with a big thing of poutine down there, not the, not the. Baby. We should call this episode <laughs> "Fetus Poutine." Is that cool? Is, yeah, can you do that? Uh, fetus a poutine. I think Starving <laughs> yeah. Wolves should do a split with Dayglow, and yeah, called "Fetus a Fetus Poutine Sessions." Okay, now we can end the podcast. See you guys later. Later. I don't understand why that's so strange to Americans. Like, you guys don't have gravy down there? Or you just didn't think to put it on French fries or potatoes? We, we're, I mean, you know, you win. You win. <laughs> well, it's the cheese that makes it, though. It is the cheese. It, it is It is a cheese, but it's, it, I don't think, and see, like, for me, I always, that's what I'm telling you. The two cultures collide. Like, so I would go have like, I don't know, let's say Christmas at my one, my dad's side. And then I'd go to my mom's side and my whole family, both sides are from this little town on the border called Eagle Pass. And then we would load up on leftovers and come back to Austin. And so my parents always, you know, they worked like nonstop. So it was just me and my brother alone in the house all the time. And so we'd have all these tinfoil, you know, yeah. <laughs> things. And, and then we also have a joke, but like tech in Texas, white and Mexican. Yes. If you're not from here, you could be like, uh-uh, that ain't the way it is, but it is when you're in a cultural place where people respect one another, you melt kind of together. So our big fucking joke is like, normally people say at a Mexican family, like if you open up, the uh refrigerator and you see like uh you know the plastic bucket of butter yeah like margarine yep that's probably not butter it's probably like beans leftovers <laughs> yeah yeah leftovers in there that's but poor people bowl- tupperware that's the good stuff man that's <laughs> that's what we do too for sure <laughs> exactly. so like my white side and mexican side both did that they would like when we would leave we have all this tin foil in like eight different uh, butter tubs, and we'd be like, "Uh oh, what kind of magic are we gonna make? Is it tamales? Is it roast beef? Is it turkey? Is it taco meat? Is it beans?" So <laughs> I tell you what, I'm I'm gonna go through and listen to the recipe that you told us about just earlier, and I'm gonna transcribe that so we can include it with the podcast. 
there you go. And by the end of this, we'll we'll have a we'll have a good name for it. Uh, uh, so let it happen. Let it happen. It'll happen. Chaos poutinery. Yeah, let's let it be organic. It'll happen. <laughs> It'll come. It'll come. Is that we're gonna be talking about food all day? That's we're a food podcast, actually. We are now. <laughs> if you were if you were to like be a fly on the wall, like one of those like uh, ring cameras in my bedroom at night. Like people would be like, "Oh, he's disgusting," because you wouldn't know what I'm looking at. And I'm like, got my phone. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> and all I'm doing is watching. If you could hear, it's like those, uh, you know, when you get on the stories on Instagram. All my feed is just recipes. I'm like, oh, you nasty <laughs> dog. Oh. Like you know, I had I, I'm learning how to make everything vegan as well as you know i eat everything but i'm like oh let's go for it let's make this vegan how can i make fish sticks vegan so that's me i'm food i could go we don't even need to talk about punk rock (laughs) we talk about food well i got i gotta follow a pescatarian diet so it's good to know when i come visit you soon that you can cook me a nice meal and we'll we'll eat and it'll still be delicious that's rare down in texas (laughs) no 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 i guess i'll Austin's pretty progressive, right? Yeah, Austin is like, <laughs> we jokingly call it the island in a sea of shit. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, let me ask you this. Is my eye, is my like picture weird? Should it be full or is that okay? No, I okay. see it's, it's full on, it's full on my screen. Okay, well, I was just full on mine too. You got you got a bit of headroom. You could lean the screen down a little bit, maybe. But you're good. Don't worry about it. Ain't nobody gonna he's see showing, this. He's showing off his legs. You know what I have to do? I have I have to do like like when you're a little kid learning to drive. I'm gonna put pillows. There we Perfect. go. There you go. Got rid of that headroom. Great for the roids, for the rock rash on the old butt. But look how big my head is. That's why I need this room. <laughs> I look, I'm like my body's like a bobblehead, actually. I heard uh, I heard somebody from Hollywood one time say that Big Head's book, Big Head's book rules. So apparently it's a good thing. So if you think you have a big head, that's a good thing. Great, I'm I'm in it. I'm in it. I'll also tell you, um, I have I was for some reason something was happening with my computer. I couldn't get on, so I have my iPad and it's on top of two big stacks of toilet paper so that <laughs> that's how cool i am right now <laughs> macgyver over here Fuck. yeah <laughs> that's called mexican ingenuity man <laughs> uh, i've heard that before but it's it's not right for me to say it so yeah i'll let you do it <laughs> yeah i'll do it you, you can, you can, i respect that kind of hustle man you're making it work with what you, you got can, there you get away with it now you can say texican Mexican, Mexican. and that way you're like i didn't say what did i say <laughs> That's awesome. all right okay i'm taking that i'm taking over this podcast again as much as i'm loving talking about food but but you, you mentioned instagram and i clicked on your uh profile and your link takes me to the punk rock museum so correct me if i'm wrong but you were hosting tours there for a while is that right yes and they were amazing yeah Can you tell us a little bit about your experience? Yeah, 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 of course. Well, a good friend of mine, uh, Mel Begonia, um, kind of runs runs the place. And uh, she was giving me a little 
insight on on what was going on. And um, over, I guess, the past few years, me and Wadi from Exploited have become really good friends. And they wanted to have Wadi come. But one of the jokes is he's so fucking Scottish that nobody can understand him. So we thought it would be funny if I was his translator. You know? Oh my God, that would <laughs> so be amazing. We went in and um, we, we were both playing punk rock bowling. So we went from the last, like, maybe it was, you know, punk rock bowling is Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So Tuesday morning, we got up and we did a, uh, a tour. And Wadi is just like, you know, he's been in the scene since forever and he's like known for being a motherfucker that doesn't take any shit so he (laughs) he has these great stories like funny stories and uh these fights with all kinds of people and one thing also about wadi is he does not hold back and he'll tell you what happened all the shit Fuck this motherfucker. Fuck that piece of shit. The reason I said fuck that motherfucker is because he lied to me. And everybody's like. <laughs> so he gets into the moment. Like he takes you back to that moment kind of thing. Like it, it, Exactly. And then I would come in and translate and I'd be like, what Wadi's trying to say is that he was uncomfortable with the situation and he did not like what was going on. <laughs> and, but, you know, he'd also like tell us these great stories like, um, he went to go see Devo in like 1980 and somehow he ripped a piece of, you know, one of their, like, you know, the yellow costumes they were wearing and he still has it at his house or, you know, just great stories with like GBH. And what was great is when we were doing our tour, the guys from GBH came in and how cool is that for the people that we got to take? Like, for me, uh, like I've, I toured with GBH, with Crumb Bombs, with Casualties. We've been friends for, I don't know, 17 years and become really good friends with Wadi. But every time we're together, like I have like an outer body experience and I'm going, holy fuck, dude. These are like the bands, like not only did I grow up on, I'm still growing up on. You know what I mean? I listened to these songs and they they mean more to me now maybe than they did then you know when i was a kid i was like oh this is fuck the usa whoa and then now with everything going on you're like oh yeah fuck the <laughs> usa you know all this shit and just you talk about making um a statement in music with bare bones and and that's what they did and, and that's what you know i'm i'm kind of going all over the place but no keep punk, going man i'm i'm with you we're still with you punk does these great 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 cycles you know sometimes it's hard when you're you love it and you believe in it and it dies down and it comes back up and when you think back of like the 90s when um, Nirvana was coming out and all that. When you look back on it and you take some time and you think about it, it's it's really a cool thing. It was like watching great, great punk bands and all the work that they did. And then it just got 
just old, like everybody was doing it. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. it, you go back and watch those funny commercials. Uh, I'm a punk. And it just got so watered down that it died out. And then hair metal came in and, <clears throat> well, the first there was like great metal and thrash got watered down and then hair metal. Everybody got sick of it. And what did these bands like, you know, the Melvins and Nirvana and, and like a lot of those bands do, they were playing the same way organically that these bands did. Um, you know, Kurt Cobain had this piece of crap guitar he got from a pawn shop. You go back and you talk to these old bands. That's what they did. They had no money. They got a piece of shit guitar from a pawn shop and they just started playing. They were tired of all of that crap from the seventies that was just getting watered down. And they started going back to let's make rock and roll like old rock and roll, but harder and faster and talk about what's going on in our lives, you know? And the same thing, Nirvana came through and did it was like, we're not talking about girls and um, riding in limos. We're talking about fucking depression and shit that we see. And that opened up the door again. And it's like, you know, I was, I was in high school when Kurt died and this is right around the time, like, when Rancid was getting big and I'm, I'm giving you like the bigger mm-hmm. hands, you know, they were coming out, but that first Rancid seven inch was fucking, it was rad. You know, it was like, looked like it was just glued together like a zine. It's fucking hard. Um, all that stuff. And so it did, did that, that cycle. And so when you're going through, back to the rock, uh, punk rock museum, you're watching these cycles and, you know, you're starting off with this early, early punk. And then you get into um, like New York hardcore and you go like, fuck dude, that shit was fucked up and raw back then. You know, you think about agnostic front back then, that shit and these guys, you know, Stigma and Roger with big fucking tattoos. You did not have big fucking tattoos back then. So if you can really go to the Punk Rock Museum, like get your eraser and scrub everything you think you know and all your preconceptions away and you walk through and you're like, this is wild. It's like this lightning bolt hitting kids again and again and again from nowhere. And it's, it's really cool. And in our scene, also in punk, people are such fucking little shits. Everybody wants to talk some kind of shit of what's punk and what's not punk. I'm not going to the fucking punk rock museum. And I remember there was all these, yeah, all these chumps here in Austin uh, and, and a couple in particular and I'd love to say their names, but they're not worth it. Um, but you know who you are. They were writing, uh, let's see who's the first person to get kicked out of the punk rock museum. Like, <laughs> I want to go to their house and just knock their windows out and be like, I'm punk. I'm punk. <laughs> I just, I yeah. kicked your house. 
I shit on the floor and I pissed in your refrigerator. A punk. But right. anyways, I'm going on. I'm going wild. It's but, it's a fool's errand that kind of uh, keeping score of punk points and all that. That's high school stuff that most of us, you know, forgot about after that time. But yeah, and, and and that's you know we're we're talking about all these amazing things like Instagram. It, Instagram and Facebook can immediately bring you back to that kind of stupidity because now you have the the right. You always have the right. You have the right to say whatever you want. But now you're just voicing your opinion. And uh, what was it like Mike Tyson said? He was like, said something along the lines of like, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Say it. Everyone, everyone's got a plan until they get hit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like, also, you get to see how miserable people. There are people that only write on their Instagram, hey, five bands that suck. I'll go first. You're like, oh. Yeah. God. Why? Yeah, why do you do this? And so back to the punk rock museum, there, there's a lot of people that had this idea of like, there's no, how could you have a punk rock museum? Well, uh, here's my opinion. It's a fucking amazing history. And you get to actually, dude, the fucking first like spikes that Jerry only had these big huge spikes i didn't know this his dad worked at like a metal machinery plant and made them and he gave those to john brenham from negative approach but you know john brenham he's not wearing any he does he wears a big black t-shirt and so he donated them. he was like what do i do with these jerry only gave these to me in like 1983 how fucking cool is that? Dee Dee Ramone's wedding ring is in there. Um, Joe, like uh, a bag of weed from Joe Strummer is in there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna go see that. I'm gonna go see. I that. just just two two quick questions here. Um, um, from what you're explaining about the punk rock museum, you know, of course we all know about it. We all think it's cool and everything, but, uh, I've have not seen the inside. So does it go in a linear time kind of thing where you start in the seventies and then end up now or it, it does, it does. It goes in this kind of real early phases and then into like the kind of sub genre, subculture, whatever you want to call it. And, um, yeah, and it, and it's funny too because there's always these, like, um, you, you know, big band people coming through and do tours. So if you're just kind of quiet, you can listen to them like talk shit about what they like and what they don't like. <laughs> I remember, I'm not gonna say who, but somebody was walking through and they were like, "Yeah, there's the ska section. We're not gonna even talk about that. Let's keep going." Because <laughs> <laughs> you can you can lead your tour the way you want to lead it, right? <laughs> exactly, and it was like. Wadi was going to talk shit. If you're uh, a fan of Exploited and you know Wadi's things, he's going to talk shit about those motherfuckers for sure. So it was. <laughs> I it, wonder I, I wonder if Wadi knows about No Means No. Did, did, I wonder if Wadi stopped at the No Means No base. <laughs> I don't know. Well, now I don't know. I, I saw No Means No a couple of times in probably like the early mid 90s at a place called uh, Liberty Lunch in Austin. I have I, I, I still have stickers. I I'm like a weird hoarder of I keep all that kind of shit and I'll go down memory lane every couple of years and dust things off. 
I never listened to them. But not saying I don't. I just don't know. Uh, you saw them in 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 Austin. You say that's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, they're prolific. They got out there and played. Yeah, For sure. That's awesome. And that's where um, I first saw like Chai Pig play, jumping off of the, and he had such a huge um, impact on the way that that I learned how to perform because I'm like uh, very. Back then, you were just a bad, stupid kid. But in these days, I would be known as a very hyperactive ADD person. So I was always, you know, skateboarding and running, anything physical. That's what I was doing because I think my brain was like, you've got to wear your body down or you're going to explode. So when I saw him play and he would jump off the kick drum, like over and over, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is wild. And, you know, uh, at that time there was bands like Faith No More that were coming out. And Mike Patton is also like, was a great front man, still is, but like very wild like that. So I got into that kind of stuff, but to go back, what is the story of No Means No and Exploited? Before you get into it, before you get into it, we've got to take a musical break. Okay, forget sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned you got to uh, pick a song, some songs, buddy. So what do you want to hear? Uh, oh, am I going to choose one of my songs? Yeah, man. Let's okay, it. well, let's start off with Filth, The List. All right, here we go.
and we're back. <laughs> Sorry, we don't, I added in later. All right, I'll kick it back. I'll kick it back over to you, Ty. You had you had a story. I just was like uh, pontificating in in my head. I wonder if Wadi from the Exploited, uh, as a person, is aware of the band's No Means No. If they ever cross paths, because you know, obviously you cross paths with No Means No. I just wonder if he ever seen them. It was just kind of a tangential thing. Well, I don't know. Man. I would go as far as to bet my life that no. <laughs> that's what i thought that's what i thought <laughs> but i on, on that note um i will tell you there was a club here called liberty lunch and when let's say okay 78 i was born in 78 so um by 90 i was 12 92 I was regularly, around 14, I was regularly going to this club called Liberty Lunch. I was lucky enough that my dad would just drive me and drop me off. And I don't know, he would go do his thing and come back and pick me up. And it was wild, dude, because I didn't, I grew up just a little bit north of the city center, you know, of like Austin. So I didn't know anybody there, but I knew I wanted to be there. My dad worked at the university. And, you know, next to the university, there's always a, a cool street. They call it the drag. And, yeah. you know, there's record stores and flyers all over. And I would always see Liberty Lunch and these bands. And I remember I got to go see Bad Religion. And I think it was like Bad Religion, No Effects, and like Green Day. before. And Green Day opened the show before dookie came out and I, i'd heard kind of of no effects but i knew bad religion you know of course and but all these shows were coming through like every other weekend it was like no means no um you know and bad i just remember bad religion and no effects always on tour and face to face and then i would see all these other amazing bands that were opening up for them from all over the, the fucking world. And it was this culture that I'd only seen in like movies like suburbia, you know, back then we had like suburbia and another state of mind on, on a, like a VHS and you held it like that one weird porno movie, you know, it was like hidden. <laughs> you know, if your parents found it, they might be like, what is this crap? So we had this video and it would be like almost worn out because we would get home from school and just watch another state of mind in suburbia and all weekend you'd watch it over and over and over and over. There's again. a big heavy uh, Canadian presence in another state of mind we talked about uh, that on a previous episode actually. of course <laughs> which is of, cool. of, of course and every once in a while you would you would meet the, uh somebody like in montreal that's blah 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 from another state of mind oh wow and you know i remember the first couple of times i was coming up there people would be telling us that's that's so and so from another state of mind and we were like oh you know i was like 23 the first time i was coming up there like oh fuck um but yeah that's a that's a come to jesus moment like that's the guy yeah because we grew up that was that was like our i remember it was like on this uh vhs tape it was like 
literally suburbia, another state of mind and like taxi driver, you know? So <laughs> these, these movies were in my head, like, like a Scorsese movie. And I was finally going to this rad club by myself for the first time seeing big, huge mohawks and liberty spikes and punks and all the weirdos that collect and also you know seeing a lot of bad shit like real fucking nazi skinheads you know but but also for me it, it was like you had to learn you know i i saw a lot of fights uh a lot of things where you were like yeah that's that's the bad motherfucker. That's the person you don't want to see. And, and in some ways, like, I'm glad that I saw that, you know, I'm glad that I saw what happens, what you do when one of those dudes shows up to a show, you know, mm -hmm. not that I, I condone violence of any sort, but that's a different, that's a different kind of, of, of well, evil. That you guy's know. whole ideology is violence, right? <laughs> if you're a Nazi yeah. and that's what you believe in. Right. So I think it's justified in those situations. Not that I could beat anybody up. But yeah, I would. But That's someone I would punch. <laughs> it, and it's like, you know, when it's late at night and you can't sleep and you're looking up, you're watching Netflix and you're like, it's like Hitler and the occult. Hitler. <laughs> this. And you're like, uh oh, let me watch it. And you you start watching, you're like, this is, this is the epitome uh, uh, of evil. You know, this is evil. And so you go back and you think about those guys that are at shows with swastikas on their shirts and, you know, literally they, if they caught you, they were going to beat the fucking living shit out of you. And you're like, you knew at that young age, this, this is what I'm against. This is what I want to talk about hating. So, you know, I, I'm, there was a lot of great stuff in the bad stuff and I'm happy that I got to witness all of it at such a young age so that it didn't surprise me when I got older. It was cool. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Everything goes in cycles. Like you say, man, it's, it's crazy. It's like the kind of stuff that we've been fighting against since we were kids in the, whatever the nineties or the two thousands or whenever you came up as a young punk. Um, and it's all of a sudden coming back. It's like, you know, yep. So. And, it, and it, and it always does. And, you know, like the germs say, it's a big circle. So, so when you're talking about cycles and stuff, so I'm just curious, you hosted these uh, tours. Was it mainly like millennials like me or Generation X, people that have a little bit extra walk around money? Or were they bringing their kids? Were the kids interested? That's the mainly interested. Did you see another generation that actually was like stoked on what they were seeing? I, I did see I did see a lot of it because I uh, actually Jake and Meggers were doing a lot of tours during punk rock bowling. And I would go in, like we were um, practicing cause we hadn't seen each other in a while. So we had a practice room, not too far from there. So we would go practice and then I'd kind of would see their stuff. And, and there was a lot of young, young kids there, but also it's yeah. cool. Cause it was also a lot of like people older than me and I'm old. And it was <laughs> like, it was cool to see them coming in and going like, you know, telling Wadi, I was at that show in 84. So really cool. I think it's great. And I think it's awesome that young people are going to be able to see this, but I think it's even cooler that older people are going, 
fuck, I was there. I, I saw that. I was at that show. And, and you know, it, it is. It's like a museum. It's for the youth to come and visit and see. And it's also for older people to, I don't know, would the word be resonate with or be, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, honestly, I'm not a religious person, but uh, the, this music is a community. And for me, it seemed like I've never been to punk rock bowling, but many of my friends have. And uh, that kind of seemed like the Mecca to me. Like, that's the pilgrimage to make us to punk rock bowling. But now it's so cool that there's the museum there, which, uh, you know, uh, is a great thing to see. And it's kind of you can do both, right? Vegas, punk rock bowling, the museum. And so it is like a, a pilgrimage we could all make, right? And a lot of yeah. people do. I just haven't done mine yet. Yeah, you got to, and, and and it's true. It's like I've been going to punk rock bowling for for a long time, and I've been lucky enough to be friends with the Stearns of Youth Brigade, another state of mine, <clears throat> for a long time, and and I also I want to give them like a huge shout out and like um. <laughs> Again, there's people that talk shit about festivals and <laughs> none of these people <clears throat> have ever done the work that like the Stearns have done, that Youth Brigade has done, um, Mark Stern, Sean Stern, Adam, all, all these guys. And the first time that I really got to meet them, they played with Crumbums, we played at our our CBGBs in Austin is called, uh, or was called Emos. And one of the funniest things that happened was we would all, uh, a bunch of us, you, you guys know a band called Complete Control? Uh, not well, but I know. All right. Know of them. I'm about to fuck you all up. Complete <laughs> Control is one of the best bands in the world, but they're from Austin. And so um, the Crumbums had a house and uh, the singer Sam from Complete Control lived there. And so we we had that house, you know, like after every show, we'd have like a party. And we always let all the bands stay with us. And that's kind of how we met. That's how I met the casualties. That's how I met, you know, tons of bands was you have a place to stay. We're going to have a huge fucking party and drink and do all kinds of nasty things, uh, illicit drugs all night long, or you can do laundry. We can make spaghetti and watch La Bamba was kind of, <laughs> but uh, we played with youth brigade, went back to our house. We invited them, but we were still kind of shy. You know, we probably tried to act cool. Like yeah, you can come to our house if you want fuckers or not, we don't care. But anyways, we go back to our house and like, an hour later, there's this big knock on the door and Sean and Mark showed up of Youth Brigade with cases of beer. And they're like, the old men are here. Let's party. And we were like, good Canadian boys, ah, good Canadian yeah. boys, man. Good Canadian boys. Yeah, we were like, oh, my God. Ah. And we just stayed really good, good friends from then and got to see a little bit behind the scenes of, of punk rock bowling and they bring tons of young bands in and they actually give a fuck about what's going on. They give a fuck about there being it being inclusive um, cultures, nationalities, genders, non, -gen you know what I mean? The whole mm -hmm. ship hoopy. 
And, and I love that. I love that. And I think it's important and I think it's fucking rad what they do. Hell yeah. I was going to, going to mention that when you started talking about how much you idolized that movie or whatever you want to call it. And then you get to, to work with them. I didn't realize you're friends with them too. So that's even cooler. So what's that like getting to, you know, these used to watch these, these dudes on your VHS tape and now you're like, Text them right now if you wanted to. Or, or you're leading a tour at the museum with them. What? Yeah, I know. But, it, you know, it's funny because now I kind of, I work with punk rock bowling and I do interviews with bands and it's it's such an honor for me. And uh, the other night, I'm already in bed. It's like pretty early. I'm becoming this weird um, cliche of myself. I'm asleep at like 930 and I get a text. And it's like Sean Stern. Okay. And he asked me if I know this band in, in Austin. And I was like, no, I, I don't know who they are. Then, uh, and actually, you know what? I'm going to look up this because he made fun of me pretty good. And he was like, <laughs> well, do you know this band? And I was like, no, I don't know that band either. He's like, fuck, dude, you're like so out of touch with the scene these days. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's funny and it's cool and, and i feel very lucky and and um i think privileged is is a funny word but i feel very humbled that i get this opportunity um that doesn't mean something to other people but it means the world to me and i, I don't know again i was watching some videos like stories on, on Instagram and uh, somebody had said I'm the richest man in the world I don't have much money but everything that I want it, it, it it's here and, and that's part of the rad thing with punk rock when when you can be into punk rock and be humble it's like dude I had a burrito with my wife I'm uh my dog's here um fuck i'm, I'm doing a podcast with two friends that i'll probably be friends with you guys for the rest of our lives and, and, I hope and so. it that's that's it dude i'm I, i've got a couple of shows coming out i got a record on pirates press records i'm, I'm proud i'm sister I'm, sister right the new song on the compilation oh yes yeah, sister's on there yeah I yes i heard that that's a sweet fast song it's, it's uh, you know, obviously the lyric is a bit of a somber subject, but that is a sweet, fast song. So looking forward to hearing that comp. I I like I like that you hear it. And, and I'll say this, because when this comes out, I hope people get a chance to check it out. That song, Sister, is, you know, I it has a very upbeat, kind of poppy music. And one of my favorite things is to take that feeling and then talk about something that's not happy or poppy or anything but it's one of those things it's like yeah we've we've had that that friend that that we just watched die from addiction and there was nothing you could do there's nothing their mom dad best friend dog could do and it really is about how addiction grabs you strangles you and and, you know, people will talk shit, right? Like, oh, it's a fucking drug addict. That's oh, a fucking piece of shit. And you go, 
no, you know, um, and, and I'll tell you the, the quick story behind it. Um, I used to work on movie sets where I would, I would cook. So we have to be there way, way, way early, you know, and we're downtown, like in the, the big deep of homeless and drug addiction and all this. And we're using this building as a, um, you know, a place for us, like a little headquarters. And this girl comes in and she was young, but the street had like aged her. And she's just like, uh, like looks like, like out of the walking dead. And I'm not talking in, in an, it, I, this is just from the, the view. And she's just bleeding and her thighs, are just dripping blood down, down her legs and my and people were like yelling and my head chef um french canadian uh jumps out and starts yelling like calm down like give her a fucking water and walk her out with some fucking dignity and he's like that's somebody's fucking sister dude that's somebody's fucking daughter and i never forgot when he said that so the chorus is like you know it's somebody's sister that's somebody's daughter that's my fucking friend because i've had friends that died like that and people were like fuck that bitch she was a drug addict and you're like no dude that's that's my friend you know wow, i get yeah i get choked up like right now just thinking about it dude that's that's it's ignorant how callous some people can be when they've never had it touch their lives or they've never had problems with addiction. They can be so callous and dismissive, right? Of course. And, and you know, there was, there was something in, in, in a movement, and, and I understand, and I think it was somebody like Matt Damon said, like, that could be my daughter. And, and there was a, a, a large group of people that said, like, fuck you, that's not just your daughter, that's somebody. You know, I don't, I don't know the yeah. whole thing. I didn't. So I wanted to, I wanted to like verbalize that in a way that, that we could all understand. Yeah. It, it, it is somebody's sister. It is somebody's daughter, but it was my fucking friend, you know? So that way we, we, we can look at it from like a very, a loving kind of way, but, but talk about it, you know? She's it's a banging song, banging song. I love the guitar, the guitar hook in it too. It's sweet. Yeah. Thank you. I haven't heard it yet, but I will. But I will. It's on my list. I'd listen to all your other music. Is that Starving Wolves that you're talking about? The band yeah. that did that one? Or? That's new. Yeah. That's just barely out. Oh, okay. Because I was spinning, uh, is it True Fire? Yeah. True Fire. That album fucking rips. I was spinning yeah. that all day the other day while I was cruising around yeah. doing my little salesman jobs. and <laughs> I was loving it. Cool. So. I, I hope and, you yeah. I, I love I love playing with these guys and um we had a we had a lot of fun and really gave me an opportunity to embrace some changes in my life and in, and embrace like a real like we're talking kind of way but you know also try to make it poetic in a way but you know talk about shit that 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 I that I believe in so it's had a lot of lot of fun with this band mm -hmm. i'm a fan i just found out about you guys recently so Harry. shout out to pirates press yeah <laughs> and their pr team for making me aware of your awesome band 
But uh, b- before we dive too much deeper into that band, let's take another quick uh, musical break. Okay, well, I'm going to bring this into um, somebody that changed my life deeply, uh, who we just lost, and, and, and it's a huge hit to to the world in every aspect. Uh, Shane McGowan of the Pogues just died. And this is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's called A Pair of Brown Eyes. Here we go. The Pokes.
And we're back. All right, Dave. So uh, what we like to do on this show, I'm assuming you haven't caught another episode, but uh, we like to do this little game. Well, little segment. It's called, what's it called, Ty? It's called The Pressure Cooker. It's a cooking thing. Okay, I like <laughs> Yes, no, this is actually a cooking show from now on. Dave's come on. David's come on and... Uh, Go grab your walk. It's time to fucking grab, grab your, your buck, buck choy. <laughs> it's not going to take four hours. It's going to take 30 minutes. <laughs> you bet. Yeah, so basically it's a rapid fire questionnaire. So if you are ready, you just let me know. Okay. So are you ready to begin? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get my partner. Hold on, hold on. Rapid, dude, rapid. Yes, grab <laughs> grab everyone. It's going to be his dog. I've seen his other interviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm back. Okay. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny. Let's do this. Sque- squeeze Johnny tight. Let's go. Okay. Oh. All right, this is funny because... You've, you've mentioned some of these things, so this is gonna be this is gonna be good. All right, the exploited or GBH? Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Josh. You keep doing this to all of our guests, man. That's why. That's fire. Fuck you. Keep doing. <laughs> what's What's your favorite burger joint? Oh, Casino El Camino. Uh, how many times have you been arrested? Uh, once. Um, Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? Game of Thrones. What's the population of Canada? Oh, um, uh, a bunch of hosers. <laughs> What's the best city in Texas? Oh, Austin. <laughs> Bad religion or rancid? Fuck you. <laughs> Who's the most famous person you've met? Ooh, 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 ooh. The most famous person I've ever met. God damn. I, I can't give you a, a rapid answer. The most famous person. Just say Wadi. Just say Wadi. Okay, Wadi. Robert Rodriguez, Wadi. <laughs> Hockey or baseball? Uh, fuck both those sports. <laughs> What's your favorite swear in Spanish? Ooh. Ay, cabrón, putito. Um, Chingao. I, I I think that's that Chingao is like you just can't stop saying ah Chingao. Okay. <laughs> and that concludes another rendition of the pressure. The pressure cooker. Okay, Johnny, <laughs> go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny making people choose between their teeth. I, I know. I'm like. Which are their favorite bands? Especially if you know that when you know them personally. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> like, I, I ever but, hear this and heard that I chose another did. band. Oh, I love I, it for for fans. I of the honestly show, didn't know. I didn't back, know you were friends. So. Look back to the Dominic Davy episode of the Pressure Cooker. Dominic Davy from Tsunami Dobby. One and Alternative Tentacles. Davy, oh. my bad. I used to play with Dominic in when he played in a band called Love Equals Death. We used to play. We're good friends. We we haven't talked in many years, but we were. Um, I, I've seen him actually. I saw. Um, he's in a new band with a good friend of mine named Sabrina, and they played hey. punk rock bowling last year. But loud graves, 
Shout out Loud Graves. Uh, loud Graves. <laughs> loud Graves. Well, shoot him a text, man. Tell him, tell him you're on a show. <laughs> I will. And Sabrina is like one of my best buds in the world. And we talk almost on a oh, date. So um, Sabrina also has a band from Austin called The Applicators. Okay. I think he mentioned that. I yep. can't remember. He said she was in a really good band from uh, Texas, but I forgot it was Austin. So That's, small world. She gave my mom the best facial of her life because she's a petition and my, she sends my mom gifts. And so she is very loved by my family. That's awesome. I love how small the, the punk rock world is since we've been doing this show. Everybody just knows somebody, some of the same people. Like it's just inevitable that it's going to be. Okay. Here's the only, I, I don't like to promote shit talk, even though my people in my age group, if you could not shit talk, you were out. Like you had, you had to <laughs> hold your own back in, in those days. Like even when you didn't want to, you had to be like, Fuck you, motherfucker. Best, best defense is a strong offense kind of thing. Oh, you you had to. You had to. But my one little shit talk might be when you're talking to somebody and they don't know any of these people, you're like, hmm. You don't know Sabrina or Dominic. Hmm. And you've been in the scene for 30 years. Hmm. I'm yeah, I find that shady because they both have played in large bands and in underground bands, and and are both those people are really tight with even crust style bands all the way to power pop, and you're like, hmm, you don't know, yeah. you didn't have an entry point at one of these junctures, like. That's when you do like the Homer where you go into the bushes backwards into the bushes <laughs> as. As David just like fades out from our call right now, he's just like. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I got, I got something silly to ask you about. Let's do it. Um, okay. Where is it here? Um, I, I saw somewhere that you played a gig with the subhumans, uh, when you're, when you're with the crumb bumps, like a Texas gig with the subhumans. And I was just wondering if it was the UK subs or if it was the Vancouver, the Vancouver subhumans. Never, ever played with the Vancouver subhumans, but I will tell you this. I don't know much about them. I would imagine they're a great band and good group of guys because I've heard good things, but this is funny. I don't mean this in any negative way. It's okay. But when we were young, you, you remember when there used to be all those CD exchange places? Like you could go buy used CDs. Okay, yeah, like a pawn shop. Yeah, but w w here we had like CD exchange, and it would be like only used CDs, and you could okay. buy them for like five bucks. And this was like kind of in our early punk days, where you know you would just buy anything you could because you're trying to get into the scene. And we were like, my friend Javier, <laughs> Javier, he was a bass player of the Crumb Bums. Yeah, he's oh, I got the subhumans, and we got <laughs> this looks weird. We put it on, we're like, this sounds weird. Like, this isn't, this isn't it's like when Tears the Well only had the drummer in the band. We're like, what? Oh is God. This? So that's that's really my only um, 
connection to that subhumans. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the old bait, the old bait and switch. The <laughs> getting, old bait and getting switch. Getting Texans all the time. Yeah. We, yeah. Have, we have like, you know how you have knockoff sodas? You have Dr. Pepper and then we have one called Dr. B. So that was like, we were like, sub, sub, what is this? Who is this Dr. You know what, B? You know what's funny? I had the flip thing happen to me is that there's a psycho Billy band, I believe from Texas, man, I might be wrong, called the Flatliners. And we're Canadian. Yeah. So we always, we yeah. love the Flatliners from Toronto. And they're like, I remember like, I don't know if I actually bought it or I was like, found it on Napster or something, or it wouldn't have been Napster because they're younger, but you know what I mean? Something online. And it's like, this is not the flatliners. What the fuck? (laughs) Well, and the flatliners were from San Antonio and I used to play with them in Crumbums. I know. I thought they were from, I'm happy with my terrible brain for remembering that they were actually from Uh Texas, but I just remember being like, this is not. So you probably thought when you see this like band coming up from fucking Canada, who the fuck are these guys? (laughs) Three degrees of rockabilly, man. And you see how many times we brought up texas without it even being me <laughs> that's true that's the reason <laughs> don't and mess it, with texas you know what you know what's funny it is true everybody all over the fucking world will go like oh fucking people from texas and i go it's true we, you know, <laughs> we, it, we hate our governor we hate every political thing but you're like god damn it i am from texas yeah but <laughs> it really racist shut up <laughs> how many okay david how many guns do you have in your apartment right now well in my tiny home or in your whatever you live sorry not an apartment but whatever i have one but good to uh, know good to know it's a fuck around and find out situation at david's house <laughs> well it, you know what's what's funny i'll never forget this because we're so used to this like uh, and, and the gun that I have is is literally from like my grandfather, like it's this little pump rifle, uh, like little shotgun. And we would go, sh- but see, this is normal. We'd go, he lived on a bunch of like in the country, in the cunt. And so we would just like shoot cans in the water. And so when he died, I took that gun because it was my gun. And I wish, I actually wish I knew more about guns, but I've got a great neighbor that's a real like super Texan. So every once in a while, I'm like, Ray, if I have to, how do I not shoot myself? And he's like, all right, now you're going to put one in the pump, but don't pump it, put it on safety. And I'm like, every once in a while, I'll look at it and go like, yeah, I'm going to shoot myself somehow. <laughs> <laughs> But on that note, I have to tell you, one of the first times, again, when we were in Canada, and it was the day where they are like, that's the person from fucking another state of mind. This Canadian came up to us, and we were super wild partiers back then, and big shit talkers, so, and, and crumb bums at that time. And I remember these guys, everybody was drunk, it was like two in the afternoon, and he comes up, he goes, but doesn't everyone have a gun in Texas? We're like, <laughs> eh, kind of, aren't you scared? And we're like, no. But but it is scary. And and, and if you're not <laughs> used to it, I, I can get it. But and it's weird. The other day I was like at the grocery store and, and there's a guy with a semi-automatic gun. And and 
he's in his brain, his like get at it. He's doing it probably because he has in in you know fury yes. problems and all this shit, and he's doesn't feel he's man enough or can't be himself. So we we call them the gravy seals, the the military cosplayers, right? The gravy seals. Yes, and 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 he's thinking, well, I'm gonna get them before they get me. It's like, no, you're scaring the shit out of everybody in the fucking produce aisle. We're looking at bananas and oranges, and you have a semi-automatic. Last time I was on tour, we were we stopped for gas like six o'clock in the morning, and I don't know. I think we went to like McDonald's to get coffee or something, and there was this guy. I'm not talking about anybody's size or whatever their life issues are, but I'm going to tell you this guy. He's a very, very large individual that's probably drinking like a, you know, a, a cup this big full of Diet Coke and um, just eating like crazy. It, his Everything looked like his pants looked like they were screaming. The belt looked like it was in pain and he had like pistol with with a um with a magazine that was coming out like this long he had the extended mag yeah and i took a picture of him because it was just too wild you know he had like house shoes on and his like weird what, did, what caption did you put a caption on the picture uh I, I i didn't i didn't at first though i zoomed in and he had like a uh like a tattoo of like a spider and it was like the worst but i, I was like that tattoo might be the coolest thing ever about this guy, you know, like the real <laughs> shitty spider tattoo, but it, it was crazy to see this guy at 7 a.m. with an extended mag pistol on the outside. He looked like, like, like he had a diabetic, uh, uh, what do you call it like ghost over him like wait just wait like go ahead eat, eat one more eat one more apple pie motherfucker eat one more apple pie and i was just looking at this dude like this is it's wild well did, 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 maybe he was a maybe he was hired to defend the apple pies <laughs> i don't know i don't know man like we we usually don't get too political on here but that is everything we hope our country never becomes when because it is like kind of a standoff in that situation when you're like this guy's got a gun this guy's got a gun well maybe i need one too right but yeah. i'm sorry i digress i'm, I'm gonna throw it back to josh because okay here's, getting the, out of here's, here. here's the last thing last thing i'll say on that i live in a neighborhood that's progressively getting worse and, and it is it, it it gets scary because you you are to a point when you live in this situation you think like i'm not joking in the last week the police have blocked off my street a helicopter is going over the police have kicked down my fence maybe about two years ago chasing somebody my neighbor found a gun that somebody threw getting away from the police um if you were to drive past like the main intersection of where my neighborhood is you would think it was like a, a joke movie and the 7-eleven blasts as loud as they can classical music because it keeps the crackheads and the prostitutes uh and and pimps you know what i'm saying I, i'm everything bad it keeps them a little bit away they don't want even the architecture is angry now right yeah. And so you think, what do I do? 
it, what do I do if somebody fucking kicks in my goddamn door? But I digress. I will tell you this. You travel to beautiful countries like Canada, like Germany, like Ireland, and you see you guys have a much older um, looking cities and it's beautiful. We tear everything down. That's beautiful in, in the United States. And you, and you look and you go, there is another way of life. But these people here are just too fucking stupid. You know, we want everything fast. We want, we don't, we don't know. Americans don't know what relaxing is. We don't mm -hmm. know how to relax at all because our culture growing up is get it before it gets you. And that's literally, that's what it is. Get it before it gets you. And, and as, as high as we get on our Canadian horses, we're still going to enjoy all the movies that you make and uh, all the TV shows and we'll keep just eating it up. So, you know, we talk crap, but we're this, we're, we're the same. Well, you know, and there's also, if you look on Instagram, there's, there's like a, all the bands you produce. Hey, we, we got the subhumans. We got the yeah. subhumans. Don't take that you away from us. Doctor subhumans. But there, there's something. There's something funny um, on Instagram right now. It's like a little quote from Billy Idol in like 1985, where he says, "You know, you can talk all the shit that you want about the United States, but there's a lot of working class people. There's a lot of good people." And when I was traveling around a lot, and this is like in the George Bush days. I remember these German people going, you vote for George Bush. You're a fucking cowboy. You're a fucking this and that, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, most people don't realize how big the United States is. And so they think New York and LA, let's just say Austin, but you know, Chicago, like we're this big and it's not, we're, this big and so the thing is you have very progressive cities in an entire country of backwoods people and that's and that's the problem and it's like we were raised um this country was raised and, and then we'll get off politics but through genocide through slavery through rape and and through all of these things that a lot of countries have dealt with but we're fucking and similar with Canada we're very young when you when you look at old countries we don't have fucking castles and shit like that we don't have like our the way this country began was by destroying and so now we're paying for it so that maybe in the next 20 50 years we can do better. So right now we're we're in the we're in the fucking paying for it phase. Now let's talk about dogs. I love dogs. <laughs> well, can, can we talk about uh, Austin music? Um, I'm far from an expert on this band, but I hang out Riverboat with old, older. No, okay. think way old. So one of these the big boys. This big boys. There we go. Austin, Texas, greats. That song, No Love, my, I remember my drinking with a buddy who's about nine years older than me, and he's like, check out the big boys, and he put that song on. I'm like, this is fucking one of the best songs I've ever heard. Yeah, what a, what a wild band, and, and I don't care if people like or don't like 
like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but you know there could never be a Red Hot Chili Peppers if it wasn't for the big boys. Like, yeah. what about like Sound on Sound and and, and just this weird, funky, wild... Well, that's that, if, you, if you like them, you would like No Means No, because they do that crazy... Okay. Listen to the song Rags and Bones by No Means No, and you probably get the same vibe as what the big boys did. And not to mention, because wasn't he like openly gay in a yeah. Republican state back in the 70s and 80s? That's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually really good friends with Chris Gates, uh, the guitar player. Oh. I was wondering how, because that must have been a band you grew up checking out with as a, as a kid, right? I, I, I mean, I've been I, a little younger, but... <laughs> I never saw them because by the time I saw them, they had kind yeah, of... Yeah, they're 70s. Yeah, like late 70s, eight, early 80s. By the time I was going out, like Chris, and here's another thing. Chris Gates from the Big Boys and Brian Baker from Minor Threat, now Bad Religion, they played in like uh, an L.A. like sludge. Not, not sludge, but I don't know what you call it. Like an L.A. like whiskey band called Junkyard. So by the time... I was getting into it. I remember I slowly got into punk through different avenues, you know, and I was, I was into metal as a little kid, of course, who wasn't. And they had these metal baseball cards, uh, like called like metal maniacs or something. And I remember I got this card and it was Brian Baker and I had just what? listening. Exist? Yeah, I have them. I'll show you one day. <laughs> I, uh, I was just getting into Minor Threat, and I was like, you know, I, a little kid, all ADD, I'd be reading everything and every name, and I was like, Brian Baker, Brian Baker, and went to, like, the one punk guy that I knew, and I was like, look at this car, and they're like, yeah, that's Brian Baker, he's in this band, and then I had Chris Gates, Chris Gates from the Big Boys. It's amazing. So basically what I'm saying is anything you want to talk about, I know a little bit. <laughs> what do you think uh this is i'm just thinking too because the big boys singer obviously passed away quite a while almost 20 years ago now Basically. but i'm wondering uh i just noted i just popped up on my feed today that rkl has reunited did you ever listen to them as a youngster i didn't but i know that uh our bass player in the casualties doug who also is in a great band called whole hog he has a rich kids on lsd tattoo and I've always wanted to have him turn me on to like their stuff. I know the logo, but I I never I I if you were to put a gun to my head, I couldn't hum you or go like, yeah, I can tell you what well, that. They, I logo. found out about them like most people my age on Punkorama one because that was like the later years of them. But yeah, they just announced because if you have if you've seen Lagwagon in the last however many years, it's pretty much just RKL with Joey singing. It's like all the same guys. And uh, now they got the guy from uh, Municipal Waste is going to be the singer, I guess. I just thought maybe you would have a, an opinion since you, those are people in your circles. Wow. That's, that's, that's. I don't it. know how I feel about bands who the main, you know, the singer passes on. Like sometimes it works bringing somebody new on. I mean, I'm yeah, I don't know anything a, a about guy that, that filled in, filled in for two bands, but. I couldn't tell you anything <laughs> about that at all. <laughs> yeah, but. You're doing hearts well. And minds. Hearts and minds. <laughs> I go, you mean, you mean, 
you're asking that to the question. You're asking that kind of. I didn't want to talk about the, that story because you've probably been asked it at every podcast of your life. So I left it alone. You're talking. <laughs> and then I accidentally God. did it. <laughs> you're talking to the guy who ruined <laughs> casualties. You're talking about. You the did guy not ruin them. No. Kept them alive. No, exactly. No, you know, I, I will. And, and, and I like to talk about it in like a, 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 a way that. <laughs> And I'll tell you, I'll make it very, very short because, you know, so far you've learned that I'm a man of very few words. Um, yeah, it has been hard to get an interview out of this guy. I mean, yeah. honestly, you got to work on that, man. Yeah, you have to you have to really <laughs> pull it out of me. But <laughs> the, the thing that a lot of people don't understand is that I have been like good, good, good friends with like uh, Jake and Meggers and Rick I never, I, I, I did know Jorge, but never really, anybody that really knows the band knows that he was never really connected with a lot of other people. He was very off to his, his own. We talked, we're, we were friendly, but I was very, very close with, with those dudes, like to the point of like, I know me and Meggers, well, uh, you know, I'm close with his mom, with his brother, um, me and Jake and, and everybody. We call each other on holidays. We would spend little vacation time together. And so when I got asked to just fill in, I'd never, ever once in my life sang one song with them. And, and it was I, I think it was one of those things like Jorge wasn't one of those guys like, hey, come sing punk rock love with me. Like for me, I love to do that. When we're on tour, I'll be like, let's do this song. We're on tour. Let's do it. It never worked out like that. And when I first joined, a lot of people would be like, you got some big boots to fill. And, and I never felt that way. I never felt like I, I don't have any big boots to fill because those aren't my boots. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't, I mean, we have similar screaming voices, but I don't sound like him. I don't lyrically write almost anything like him. Um, and, and my respect was to the three dudes that I was friends with and to the people that love that that music. So the, the, the big boots that I had to fill were the ones uh, of, I hate the word fans, so I say the listener, you know? the audience those the, i want to fill i want to fill my own boots with them and, and that's what happened and i think if you I think you did big time big time if you get caught up in like i got to i got to do do that and do what he did it it wouldn't it wouldn't work out and i was lucky enough because we sat down they were so nice jake and meggers took me to uh pluckers which is a buffalo wing spot and they said you know, you want to join? You want to join the band or what? And it was funny because we were all in like a hurry. I was taking them to the airport. They're like, "We wish we could take you somewhere like cool or fun, but we got pluckers." So, <laughs> would you like to do this with us? And I was like, I, "I will, but I'm I'm not gonna be that." And they were like, "We don't want anything like that. We want you to do what you want to do, and let's 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 see what the next chapter has." And so that's, that's been a lot of fun. And um, it was a lot of fun to talk shit about Donald Trump. It's a lot of fun to talk shit about 
you know, crooked cops and, and all that shit. And, and, and even for me to talk about like addiction and, and all that and, and things that we never, or, or, or that, that was different for them. So it's been a really fun ride, even though I ruined it. I ruined the band. Oh, yes. for, for the record, were... I, for the record, I meant when the singer passes away. <laughs> oh, I think it's just drawing nice, a comparison. Nice it's a comparison. Nice <laughs> you're like, you're like, I meant you were big boned, David. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't call you fat. I called you big bones. Same thing. Well, uh, it's, you know, they call that the Canadian handshake right may, here on Denim Radio. Maybe people didn't know that. And maybe uh, Spotify's line, but you also kind of replaced the singer in Starving Wolves as well, didn't you? Nope. <laughs> created the name Starving Wolves. So Spotify lied? What what I now I want to know what is somebody look this up. Let's get to the bottom of it. I didn't see anything about that That's when I was awesome. doing my research. But you know what? <laughs> that that could be that could be interesting. It's like a lot of bands never get that big until like the singer dies. So maybe this we should say that. This the original singer died a horrible death and David took over. Done. Done deal. I will edit the Wikipedia as soon as we get <laughs> off this call. Uh, oh, okay. No I misread it. They were taught. They mentioned how you were recruited. Okay. To the casualties on it. I've misread it that, that you Quick were recruited question. for the band. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> my, you, I'm fucking you up this interview up. so bad. You effed up. Bad. You know what? If you want to log off now, now Josh, uh, we'll, we'll take it from here. <laughs> It'll be fine. Quick question for you, David. Um, is the double down in Vegas still a bar and do they still sell puke insurance? I will tell you that I don't know. Uh, I I know that I always see something going on at the Double Down. And I believe Kevin, guitar player of Starring Bulls, I think he frequents that place. The last time I was there, I think I left in a ball of vomit and maybe a little pee-pee. I don't know. And I haven't been back there since. Fair. I had a similar experience, so I get it. If you've been to the Double Down, people know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, people that people that when I just most people would go like vomit and pee pee. Everybody that goes to <laughs> another, they did this, they did this little number. They go, I've been there. Tip of the cat. Uh-huh. Yeah, tip of the cat. <laughs> well, I'm not talking anymore because I keep fucking shit up. So it's oh, you're, good. You're, good. you're good. You're good. You're good. Keep going. Keep going, Josh. <laughs> well, it's almost time to let poor David get on with his life. So uh... do we have to? <laughs> no, it's I, 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 we want we want you to just like insult me more we like okay. that i would never insult you i'm, I'm a fan of your work I'm, never your punching bag this evening um well okay let then let me tell you a few things i i'm gonna take over now this the denim dungaree david is coming in um so i'm gonna promote shamelessly promote uh, starving wolves and um, one I'm 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 super picky like to the point where it it's bad about labels and, and especially with with starving wolves because we we created this band there's not a history of this or that we're all from kind of different bands a couple of us wearing crumb bombs and all kinds of uh, of bands and so we had a really cool opportunity. Let's write how we want to write. 
um, you know, when, when you start playing a certain style and, and you're great at it and you do three or four records in that style, if you change it, it's really hard. And I'm not saying whether it's good or bad, but it, 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 and even for me, I've heard bands change and they're like, I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Um, but we had an opportunity to write all over the grid and, and it was kind of something we wanted to do. Let's not, let's not lump ourselves. Let's write how we want to do. Let's write from the heart. Let's write uh, fast as fuck, slow as fuck, however the fuck we want to, we want to write, you know? And we, we self-released uh, True Fire. It did great for our, our point of view, maybe not in a big record label way, but it hit people. We got a lot of, uh, you know, um, people talking to us, how it helped and it did this and that. And that's, that's kind of what we wanted to do. Um, be political if we want and, and, and be hurt by life and talk about it and be pissed. And um, talk about, again, a lot of addiction and, and things and loss and suicide. And um, when we wrote this next record, it took about four years. And we just went deep, 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 deep. Um, uh, we lost our friend Alec, uh, who is the bass player from Leftover Crack. And we, we have a song I can't wait for you guys to hear called Alec Song. Um, we uh, we have a song that that I, I think we're gonna go out to called Please Listen, and it, it's deeply about trying to tell somebody how much you you love them before they're gone. You know, because once once you're gone, you, you can't you can't take it back. You know, it, there there's no coming back. When you're dead, you're fucking dead. And, love you, Josh. Yeah, love you, and and you, and you think how do I, how do I tell this person I want you here? And so the song, um, one of the first single we released is called Please Listen. And I feel you and I feel me. And it's like when you're trying to talk to somebody and you're like, dude, I feel you. I feel me. I feel the same way. I've been there. But, but if we can get through today, maybe, maybe we can get through tomorrow. And sometimes when people want to go, they're going to go. And, and and you know I don't know. Do you, are we mad? Or are we not? That is, that is yeah. That is deep. A lot of emotions happen around stuff like that. And 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 this was something that was so. It, this record is a lot of it's based around my friends that that have died recently. And there's a lot of love. There's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of darkness in this record. And uh, we, we, we were so lucky to record it with Bill Stevenson from Descendants and Black Flag. And we spent two weeks at the Blasting Room. And um, he took time out of his own schedule to do all the drums, to do all the vocals uh, with me. You guys recorded at the Blasting Room. Yeah, yeah, we stayed there. We, we lived there for two weeks. And That's amazing. we started record. we would record from like, 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. and um you, you can't be you can't be more blessed and, and like I said humbled than to do that and to get shit on in in a rad way of like is that is that what you, you want to do that to this song if you want to if you want to do that I, I don't care 
your song. You want to, and you're like, oh, fuck. Dude. I, and I would get so stressed out. I was in my drawers, like just a little pair of boxers by the time I'm done because I'm sweating. And, okay, I'll tell you one quick other humorous thing. I'm a man of few words, but um, <laughs> Bill Stevenson was getting together with Kevin and drugging me. He would get, do you know what Mucinex is? Mm-hmm. So, it, but it's also like it speeds you up, right? And it cleans you out. He would get this like Asian, um, I don't know what it is. It's this like tar type stuff and you make a tea into it. It's real strong. And he would get Kevin without me knowing they would crush up Mucinex and put it in my drink and mix it up. But the tar was so strong you couldn't taste the mucinex because it would clear out my nasal cavities you speak about this like it happened over an extended period of time it happened the whole time i was there Holy <laughs> and i would be like i'm in there like sweating mad and i'm like uh, uh, what's going on my heart's like <laughs> so anyways that happened but and that's how you track good vocals so, so, so for the folks at home, you are indeed straight edge these days, correct? You don't drink or do drugs, right? I, I, I don't. I don't like to say I'm, I'm straight edge. I'm, I'm trying to live the best that I can, and and, and it's it never goes away. You're, mm-hmm. you're once you're an addict, and you know you're an addict, and you've kind of seen out of it. If you try to go back, it's real weird, and um, I struggled deeply with this and I still struggle but it's it's where I'm at you know right now and we do it one day at a time and uh I just you know awesome. I want to I want to live in a really great 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 life and I want to get fucking old as dumb as that sounds and and I want to I want to not have that feeling that I have to change who I am all the time because that's what that's what it is you know I want to I I want to connect and everything that was weird about me, I hated it. And now I'm older and I'm like, all that weird shit is what made me who I was. All the drugs and alcohol, it started out really fun, but because I have these um, fucked up things in my brain that I was born with, once I got to a point, all I wanted to do was fill it up with, with alcohol. And I was more of a, alcoholic than than a drug person like i would do a lot of coke because i could drink a lot more but uh we we have like a little saying in a, in a world that i live in where we say it works or it worked until it didn't work and it didn't work and it's like the same thing like they say you like heroin addicts or opium people they're, they're chasing a dragon i was always trying to get to that point when i was like 25 you know and you're doing a beer bong and you're with your best friends you're like Ah, yes. But I was trying to find that feeling in a dark room by myself, drinking a bottle of whiskey by myself. And I couldn't do it because I killed that, that part of me. But now there's these great, great things that, that happen. And, you know, like I I say, and a lot of people say, we're going to, we're going to go day by day. And I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe one day we'll have a beer together. I hope that that I that that I just feel so good that I don't. But I think when when you put like a really hard um, handcuffs on yourself, 
all you want to do is break out. So if I can look at things that I love, I love the way I feel. I love my relationships with my my lady, with my dog, with my family, with with you and I. Who you know? And I thought about this. What what if I would have been just incoherent for this interview? We wouldn't have. It's got- happened before. It's happened yeah. before. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> or and name I, names. No. <laughs> and, and then I'll kind of I'll in this little bit. It's like. Like I was saying, I, I'm very weird about labels, and I found this label that let let me and let the be who we want to be. Pirates Press, yes. and they they do these flexies, like old school records, and they let the first uh, flexi we did, the first single, or it's not a flexi, but the first single we did, all the money went to Apache Skateboards, so. All, everybody, so if you're watching this, if you go get it, it's like 99 cents. Okay. You get, please listen, that money goes to Apache Skateboard, and it helps kids on the reservation um, get skateboards and, and, and build skate parks. And then the second uh, single we did, it's called Mixed Blood, and the art is phenomenal. Go, go on our um, page and look. All that money goes to the Navajo, like, the Dene skate project and it helps uh young girls get skateboard helmets and wheels for their skateboards and how fucking cool is that and and this goes back to wanting to change it's not about me wanting to get drunk and wasted it's about me having the foresight to go like hey let's give that money from band camp to good cause and and, well maybe maybe some people that could get lost in a lot of pain, they're gonna hit the bottle or hit this or hit this or hit that. No, now they're gonna go hit the fucking skate park. Yes. And you you have been a very prolific person in your career in music since since you started playing in bands, you know. You have done so much with your three different bands. And you've got tours. I haven't seen if the casualties have got something going for this year already. But I mean, I've just like, um, it's it probably sobriety plays a factor into that, into being able to get up in the morning and to play with your different bands and to go on tour. And like, when a, let's say you're doing a run of 50 shows with the casualties or something like, you know, when you joined that, that first tour with the casualties, when you first joined the band and did the 50 show run, were you in your sobriety period yet? Or did you, did you white knuckle that? No, no, no. I, I did that. And, and I was really lucky cause I was at this point where I had been struggling so hard to stay, to not drink. And I think I was a couple of years in and um, it never crossed my mind to drink. It, it was like, I had a job to do. And, and, you know, just like music and the cycles, your addiction can go through cycles and, and life will beat you down and, and it can tell you, eh, let's, let's, let's teeter totter. And, and, you know, and that, and that has happened in, in, in my time of, of sobriety of like, fuck, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be like everybody else and go have a fucking beer. I don't, I don't, you know, my brain doesn't go, I want to get twisted it's like i want to go laugh with everybody 
but I got so lucky with that 50, uh, 50 fucking shows. We could hardly put all the shows on the back of the shirt. There were so many shows. Um, you know, we went to fucking Russia and, and that was a thing. I, and there's a photo of us in, in Moscow and I look at it and I go, there's no way that's, that's when I feel very humbled and, and proud and go like, I could have never said I was proud of myself before. I was, wow. dude, you did it. You, you did it. And it wasn't, it wasn't ever a, a thought. And that was, you know, what a lot of us say, you know, it, it's uh, something bigger than me. I don't know what it is. Yes. It's in, in my eyes, it's punk rock because you, you know, you worked really hard and you sacrificed to have the prolific um, times that you've had in punk rock. But I want to say to anybody that's listening, that's even a kid that's thinking about starting to play guitar, you can have a lot of these experiences in your hometown through punk rock because you get to meet your idols, you get to meet your heroes, you know, it's obviously happened to you, it happens to all of us, Josh, you know, you've played shows with all the people that you grew up listening to, and punk rock is the only kind of music that that can happen in. Yeah, you know? and you can have your very favorite band sleep on your couch. Too and easy, they, it's too easy. And they will, and they will love you for it, and you can even make them spaghetti, and they will love you for it. <laughs> They'll remember your name and everything. You'll talk to them 10 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that time? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm, I'm really stoked. We got this time to chit chat and talk about music and, and, and everything. This has been great. Yeah. We'd love to have you, man. If you ever want to come back, you just let us know. You got a new album you're, you're hyping. You just shoot us a message and we're let's okay we're gonna do this like right when the record comes out we will put this together i'm super proud of it i'm proud of the art uh again one thing i want to say um we're trying to connect again the visual art and the band together i've got if, if you if everybody watching and then you guys too and listening if you go to our instagram Look at the artist. Um, and it's another thing I love about Pirates Press. We promote every artist that that works with us. We give you a, like how to connect to them. And I've got something very special coming up. I've got two pieces of art from two amazing women. And if you go and look, you can be connected with this. And again, it's something we lost over the last like 20 years where bands were very connected to their artists and, and they don't really talk about their artists. And I don't know why, I don't know if it was anybody's fault, but our goal is to promote the people that do art because punk rock has been in, in all music. One of the big things is the visual art that goes along with it. Like perfect example, the misfits, dead Kennedys. Look at that art iconic we'll never forget it we wouldn't know anything about the dead kennedys I, I logo, know, would we? yeah <laughs> look at the denim radio <laughs> logo might be similar <laughs> awesome man. We'll let, we're gonna let you go all this right has been awesome um we're very yeah we're very serious about coming back anytime we've loved listening to you talk and i didn't even really get into it like what we could have because 
I got a bunch more questions. Next time, next time. Come back, like you say. I, now I feel anymore. bad. I feel like I talk too much. No, we're, no, no, we're no. coming in was, two hours. We're good. We're good. It was all great, <laughs> great information. It's just, it didn't need to be said, but and I'm sure you've, you've talked about a lot of the stuff we wanted to hear on other podcasts. So, but yeah, if you want to choose one last song, man, let's uh, let you get on with your day. Hang out with your dog. I am going to say, please listen. This is our first single off our new record uh, by Starving Wolves. And um, this is, again, if you have somebody that you lost recently, you'll dig it. And it's also something, uh, all the lyrics are on our Instagram. And it'll give you a, it'll give you a little peace of mind to reach out to somebody that you know is hurting. And it might give you a little peace of mind to reach out to somebody if you're feeling like you might do something. So check it out. And again, on our uh, Instagram page, there's phone numbers and stuff to call if, if you're feeling down and you need a way to get out and you can always message us. And uh, again, we wanna say thank you. And uh, yeah, we're all in this together. Agreed, agreed, man. It was a pleasure to meet you. Well, uh, I won't, I won't, I might, I won't make it a trio of uh, insulting you. We'll, uh, we'll call it, we'll cap it at two. See, all right. too sweet. That's Put my amazing. foot in my mouth too many times. But. Good night, thank you, David. <laughs> thank you so much, man. And yeah, best hey. of luck with that with the album release. Thank you. See y'all later.
David Tejas with Starving Wolves, The Casualties, and Crumb Bums, and you're listening to Denim Radio. And that's gonna be a wrap. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, that was quite the episode. Um, what a what a beauty. It was great chatting with that dude. He's uh got an awesome attitude and stories for days, and it's good to see him just just like just marinating in punk rockness all day, all day, every day, you know? So it was, uh, it was a, it was an enlightening conversation. And I mean it when I say come back anytime. I didn't mean it though. He's just, that's just platitudes from him. It was good from the food to the punk rock. You know, I think there's a recipe in there that I might've committed we, to you never, transcribing. You ne- we'll see. And you, and you never, you never told him, uh, what we should call his concoction. So, We'll have to put our heads together. Maybe we'll we'll tag them in the when we post it and yes, tell them to let us know what it's called. Or maybe you know you just actually make it and then you send them a picture or a video of you eating it and say this needs a name. It's so good. I'm certainly <laughs> hungry right now. All this food it, talk. It was a lot of food talk. And you know what? Should I edit it out? No, maybe, but I no. didn't. <laughs> you listen to it. You listen to it. You can't unlisten to it. <laughs> what a guy, David. Thank you for coming on. That was a that was a fun episode. Would agree, man. Would agree. Is there anything else uh we need to talk about in the high end denim world? Um we already chatted about all the, the trash, lost planet airmen, um, legal foul stuff that's coming oh. up. I'm hoping to to hear some news of other uh other high end denim bands playing shows I haven't gotten gotten any heads up yet to put it on our webpage but yeah that's that's another resource for you guys at home if you're looking wondering where the bands are playing make sure you're checking out highendenimrecords.com slash shows but i would recommend checking out the whole page lots of stuff on there yeah so get your butts in gear other high-end denim bands <laughs> let's go book some shows and uh let me know about it and i will share it gleefully yeah what should we just wrap it up it was a pretty long episode so i don't want it's a pretty long one i mean there's there's more things to talk about but there's another day coming so let's let's wrap it up and uh i just want to say uh let's go doesn't get out of bed for any less than one full appy platter and soft drinks complimentary so if you're a venue out there in the denim verse listening to this you know that's what it's going to take to get us out there so fuck i don't get a lot of appy platters anymore i wish be down for that man i'd fucking be all over an happy platter <laughs> money's good too though but you can't eat money you can only eat happy platters <laughs> truth <laughs> good night everybody <laughs> well i gotta play one last song oh yeah play, let's play, play some songs out, man. <laughs> not songs just one more are you new here man what the I'm, so, I'm so good at this show <laughs> yeah what do you want to hear you said you had a song in mind yeah, sure. Let me hear uh let me hear Crucifixion Politics by Pistol Grip. Take it to a street punk place from way back in the day. Alrighty. We will see you again in one week's time. Hopefully you guys dug the interview. Have a good one, everybody. This has been Josh. And Ty. A denim radio, 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 radio.
That's a good thing. That's a good thing.